Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. This is Shannon here with kind of an unruly book bistro crew this evening. <laughs> I've got Sarah, Stacy, Brooke, Kristen, and Natalia with me, and we are looking ahead to June picks. We are also shaking up the order of things today. I, I think this is only like the second time that Natalia has been on a podcast where she hasn't gone last. The sky is and falling. that she is going first. We ah. need to write this down in the book bistro history book. It's true. Right. It's like the annals of book bistro. We right. do. <laughs> so we are looking forward to so many great books in June. We are here to tell you about some of them. We are going to do the usual housekeeping information. Then Natalia will start us off, followed by Sarah, Kristen, Stacy, Brooke, and I will end the round. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. My first book of tonight is a book that I'm sure everyone who knows me knows what I'm going to talk about because can I help myself? Susan Elizabeth Phillips is writing a ninth ninth Chicago Star series book. And y'all, I reread these books all the time. Me too. Okay. I do too. And and especially when I need comfort. And I always say, oh, I'm I'm just going to read It Had to Be You, you know, because that's supposedly that's my favorite, right? So I read It Had to Be You. And then I end up reading Heaven, Texas. And then I just end up reading all of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I read the first eight very recently um, because I really did need comfort. And now I have to wait till June to read the ninth one. So this is called When Stars Collide Stars Collide by Susan Elizabeth Phillips. And this is going to be like, I'm so excited about this because this is about an opera superstar. Oh my God, and, I can't um, wait. Yes. If the, those of you who don't know, I um, thought about seriously pursuing a career in opera uh, singing before I thought I decided to go uh, more contemporary music route. And so this is like, ah, I'm in a book. So this is about Olivia Shaw. She's an international superstar. And she's a diva who is driven and a perfectionist, of course, as divas are. But she's got too many secrets and a monumental 
grudge against this egotistical, lowbrow jock. I'm sorry. She's been stuck with. <laughs> so this is basically Mozart meets Monday Night Football plus the Temperamental Sopranos. Oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently, the Soprano and Jock have to spend a considerable amount of time together because they have to take a tour to promote a luxury watch brand. Now, how a football player and an opera singer are together doing this, I have no idea. Hmm. Uh, we're, we're not told, but we are told to expect a lot of trash talk, soul-searching, backstage drama, secrets, and of course, pasts. Oh yes, um, you know, dangerous encounters, unzealous fans. So we uh-huh. don't really know what this book is about. We just know what to expect here. But we do know that this is going to be the emotional journey, as only Susan Elizabeth Phillips can do, of a brilliant woman whose career is everything to her, and a talented man who will just never be set happy with second place in anything. So. Anything can happen when two superstars collide, right? Right. Oh, my God. Yes. So this is When Stars Collide by Susan Elizabeth Phillips. And it is coming out. I'm sorry, darlings. At the end of June, June 29th. Oh, my God. Come on, June. So sad. I love the Chicago stars. I mean, I love so many of her books. Um I did not love last year's. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Oh, um, I like that one. No, I didn't. It's because I'm not Thanks, a mom. Natalia. I didn't like it. You um, and me. But I fully, like, I've been excited about this one ever since she started talking about it on Facebook and the opera singer and the football player and the, yeah, just all of the amazing, like, drama and hijinks that will ensue from this pairing. I just think it's going to be amazing. I need a good opera heroine. So everyone, I was really excited to talk about my first book, which was supposed to be The Monster by L.J. Shen, but <laughs> there, there was no synopsis to be found. So Boston I can't, Bells. I know. And I was so excited about it. And I know Stacy is too. So I'm not talking about that book, but I wanted to give it a mention because it is coming out in June and I'm very excited about it. But I found another book um, or Stacy found another book and shared with me at the last minute. Um, that looks really fun and like a delightful June read by um, a new author to me. Um, the book is called The Layover. It comes out June 15th and it's by an author named Lacey Walden. And this book tells the story of Ava. And Ava has been a flight attendant for 10 years. And she is really ready to hang up her wings and put her feet on the ground and grow some roots but she has to take one more trip before she can make this happen. And on this trip on her plane is a pilot named Jack. And Jack has the nerve to flirt with Ava, even though he's her nemesis and he was there for the worst night of her life. I don't know what that is. It just says he was there for the worst night of her life. I don't know if he caused things to happen or if he was just there to witness her humiliation. So she figures she can make it for a three-hour flight with arrogant, flirtatious Jack Stone. However, there are mechanical difficulties, which when I read that in the synopsis, it made me want to wet my pants because I absolutely am terrified (laughs) of flying. (laughs) 
And so they have to make an emergency stop in Belize at the Belize airport. And they think it's just going to be like a little fix. But oh, no. Oh, no. It's not a little fix. They're going to end up being there for a few days. And they have to stay at like this resort. And she's stuck with Jack for longer than three hours now, friends. She's stuck with him for days in paradise. Is there enough rum punch in this world to get Ava through living three days with her nemesis? I don't know, but but I want to find out. hmm. Then she discovers that maybe he's really not that bad. And maybe she might have to make some decisions. Does she keep her feet on the ground or her head in the clouds? And that, friends, is the layover by Lacey Walden coming on June 15th. And they had me all except for the mechanical difficulties on the plane. They so had if you're afraid of punch. So <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you uh, are afraid of flying, you may not want to read that while you're flying. Probably not. Might not be a good flight book. No, I think I read the... this was a debut author. Um, maybe I'm I think wrong that's about true. That, but... So I'm always excited to support a book by a debut author, but also I love books about like flight attendants and pilots and traveling and all that. So I hope it's, I hope it's good. I thought you liked the rum punch. I do. Well, I like that, that too. I always love the rum punch. My first book tonight is called The Wisteria Society of Lady Scoundrels, Dangerous Damsels, number one, by India Holton. And this looks like all the greatness. Um, It takes place in England. This is about a lady named Cecilia. She's a thief. She is also a prim and proper lady. And she is part of the Wisteria Society crime sorority. And... You know, so she flits around England, drinking tea, blackmailing people, and obtaining treasures by interesting means. That, I want to know what's going on there. Um, So, she's living a pretty good life, you know. She's got an overbearing aunt, and, you know, she's has to kind of make her way in the world, but you know what? It's a good life, and she's happy. But then, a man shows up, and his name is Ned, and his captain, who is a pirate, has tasked him with killing Cecilia. Because his captain has decided he wants to take out all the presumptuous women in England, and he is going to start with the Wisteria Society. So, Ned, being tasked with taking down Cecilia, you know, obviously doesn't expect to find her beautiful or intriguing in any way, but he is totally smitten with her from the time he lays eyes on her, and his plans change. So, Cecilia and Ned are going to work together to 
make sure that her aunt and the Wisteria Society ladies are safe. And what I think means she's they're going to try to take down his captain instead of the other way around. Um, and in the end, Cecilia hopes to prove herself to the menfolk and show them that she may be a lady, but she's just as strong as any of them. So this book looks so good. I can't wait to read it. And it is once again called The Wisteria Society of Lady Scoundrels, Dangerous Damsels, Book One by India Holton. And it comes out on June 15th. Yes, it does. I started a series earlier this year and just sort of like naively assumed that it was finished and that I wasn't the whole thing. And I read these books and I was telling all of my book bistro besties how much I love this book and I love this series. And oh my God, I found this new subgenre called paranormal women's fiction. And it's so amazing. And these books are making me so happy. (laughs) And then I read Midlife Ghost Hunter. The fourth book in the 40 Proof series. And it ended on a cliffhanger. I hate that. And I found out that Midlife Zombie Hunter was not coming out until June 12th. And oh my God, did that seem forever away? And I cried and I cried and I talked to my husband about it and I wept and I talked to my friends about it and I wept. (laughs) And I was so distraught. But guess what, everyone? It's, it's time, time now that I can talk about Midlife <laughs> Zombie Hunter 40 Proof Yay! Number 5 by Shannon Barron. I cannot Ooh, wait. <gasps> and if you haven't read this series, like, what the hell are you waiting for? It doesn't even matter. Like, some people say, oh, well, books about people in their 40s, they're so old. Well, let me tell you, Brina is not old. She is fabulous. She is kick ass. Don't they, Kristen? They do, Kristen. <laughs> yes, they do. But I didn't feel bitter and old and dried up and forgotten and shoved aside when you said that last week no because you know why (laughs) you're throwing her under the bus (laughs) actually shannon threw her under the bus so what i actually have to say about this book is i'm not going to give away a bunch of plot about this series because holy toledo hexing wands and uh other things like this book and so and hot men Holy hotness, holy hotness, Batman, this book, this series is everything. It has mystery. It has romance. It has magic. It has, it has our heroine. It has a horse. That's like a skeleton. Flatulence. I mean, once um, it has. (laughs) (laughs) So this series is about Brina and Brina is um, she's 41 and she's been living with her husband for a long time in Seattle ignoring the magical world that her grandmother taught her about during her childhood. Because if she ignores the magical world, it will ignore her. Well, then all of a sudden she can no longer ignore the magical world because her husband leaves in a blaze of not glory and she (laughs) returns to Savannah. And Savannah, is that right? I think so. I think so too. Okay. And she returns to Savannah And kind of has collapsed as low as she can go. She's staying in the guest room of her husband's younger hot cousin. Ex-husband's younger hot cousin. (laughs) So she's trying to find a damn job because she's 41 and she's living in her ex-husband's younger hot cousin's guest room. And um, 
she decides she's going to take this job that is dangerous. But in order to take this job, she has to kind of drop her blinders about the magical world and she has to become a part of it again. And she befriends all of these people, but her constant, constant throughout this series, the friend that never lets her down is Robert, the skeleton. And then what? There's, a, there's the young, hot cousin of her ex-husband. And then there's Robert Crash, the who has yes, some sort Robert of magic. Robert the skeleton. Don't Robert, the skeleton. Robert the skeleton. My favorite, my favorite character in the series besides the horse and Brina. <laughs> And anyway, so she like she becomes part of this circle of interesting magical folk. And she Faish. goes on these adventures. There's her friend Faish, there's Crash, there's the hot cousin whose name is eluding me. Corb. Um what is it? Corb. Corb. That's Corb. Right, Corb. <laughs> Corb. Yeah, that's weird. Corb. Anyway. And she has Corb. her own like found family here. But, you know, things are happening. There's factions of witches who are sort of evil. And bad things keep happening all over town and beyond. And all I will tell you about this book is that Brina is back in town. She's just kissed a hot guy and she's sort of in a tailspin about it. And all of her friends, like everyone in town, they're just behaving oddly, kind of like, like zombies. And there's some other things that are going on that's an over, like an overarching story plot that I don't want to give away. But all I will say to you is if you like magic and werewolves and witches and ghosts and fairies and the fae, and if you like kick-ass women who are strong and beautiful and accepting of themselves, you have to read this series because it's the best thing in the history of the world. So please, please go out. And start with book one, which is Midlife Bounty Hunter. This is not a series that can be read as standalones. Natalia will be happy to know you have to read this in order. There's no deviating <laughs> from the order. I'm happy so to this, know that too. <laughs> yes. So this series is the 40 Proof series by Shannon Mayer. The first book in the series is Midlife Bounty Hunter. But the one that I am leaping and dancing and twirling about is Midlife Zombie Hunter 40 Proof number five by Shannon Mayer. And it comes out on June 12th. So please don't call me that day. I will be busy. Bye. <laughs> okay. So my first book for the evening is Grace and Glory, Harbinger yes. number three by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Yay. And it comes out on June oh, 1st. She's so good. Um, so yes. I can't really talk about this book without ruining the other two books so i'm going to tell you about the first book which is storm and fury so in storm and fury we are introduced to trinity and trinity is going blind which i thought was really cool because a lot of well at first i was a little bit leery about reading it because a lot of portrayals of blind people and people with other disabilities they tend to make us look like superheroes and it's just not very realistic. And I don't know, I just not, I just don't like it. So I saw that Shannon loved it. So I thought, hey, I'm gonna try it out. So um, in, we are introduced to Trinity and Trinity is going blind, but she can see ghosts and spirits. And she has 
a secret that the demons would, if they knew this, then they would want to eat her flesh and bones in order to increase their own power. Oh my. So, oh dear. Yeah. So as a result, Trinity has been living her life in like a compound and protected by wardens, which are like gargoyle shifter creatures. And they get a report that from like another, so another group of wardens comes to visit their compound and they get a report that somebody, like something, is killing both demons and wardens. So this is really worrisome because they're trying to protect the Trinity, but they also have to protect themselves. So in this group mm-hmm. of outsiders, there's a guy named Zane and he, he's kind of annoying, but he's also kind of fascinating to Trinity. So with all this turmoil happening, she's going to have to start to kind of figure out Zane and figure out if she can rely on him because things are going to go a little bit wild soon. There is going to be a supernatural war. So that was um, Storm and Fury, which is the first Harbinger book. But on June 1st, the third book in the series called grace and grace and glory sorry um which is book three it comes out um and it's by jennifer r i'm sorry jennifer l armitrout and as i said i can't really tell you anything about that book because otherwise i'm going to give away stuff that from the other two books so jennifer armitrout is one of the only authors who writes young adult books that i will read i love her so much She's yeah. an amazing writer and her, her books, they're so like well-paced and action-packed and exciting. And I don't know, her writing is wonderful. And I just, I really love everything about her. I, I need to try I this just series. Thought, I actually didn't, I didn't realize that this series, the Harbinger series is actually a spinoff of another yes, one. That Dark I'm Elements. pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I haven't read it. So I'm going to have to find it. Ooh. All right. So my first book tonight is one that I was pretty sure that Brooke was going to put on her list, but then she didn't. So I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> So this is What's Done in Darkness by Laura McHugh. And I really, really love Laura McHugh and have since her first book came out several years ago. And that was The Weight of Blood. I haven't read those. You haven't? I haven't read any of her stuff. No, I haven't read any of her stuff. Well, that's why you didn't put it on your list then. Exactly. I'm going to be adding it to my list now. Beautiful. So this is the story of Sarah Beth. And when Sarah Beth is 17, her parents move her to this creepy kind of compound deep in the Ozark Mountains. And she has to wear long dresses and grow her hair down to her waist and pretty much just learn to be this really God-fearing, subservient young woman. And she is not at all happy in this new life that her parents have decided that she should live, but there's not a lot she can do about it. She knows that she can't escape. However, someone has other ideas 
And so one night, a masked man snatches her from the compound and abducts her. So this isn't good, obviously. Like, no one wants this. But it does get her away from this creepy place in the Ozarks. A week later, she's found wandering down a highway. And she doesn't really know much about what happened to her. Apparently, her captor kept her blindfolded and never really spoke to her. So she can't help anyone to, like, figure out his identity. So now, years later, she is working to kind of put this behind her as much as she can. But as one would expect in a thriller such as this, her past comes back to haunt her. So I am super excited for this. It is What's Done in Darkness by Laura McHugh, and it comes out on June 22nd. I want to read this so badly. Yes, it's so good. Her uh, her 2019 book was called The Wolf Once In, and it was so, so amazing. My second book of tonight is called To Serve. With Love by Lauren Lane. So, <laughs> Stacy, I feel like you're going to love this book to start with love because you loved Spoiler Alert so much. Yes, I did. And this is basically like Spoiler Alert. I love Spoiler Love is alert. blind and you've got mail kind of all wrapped <gasps> up in <gasps> one. Epistolary? What? All your things. All your catnips. I'm actually surprised I'm the one talking about this romantic comedy. And um, this is a comedy following a two thirty somethings that meet in a blind dating app, who <gasps> and they realize that their online chemistry is nothing compared to their offline rivalry. Ooh. Oh, oh my! Um, perpetually cheerful and eager to please, Gracie Cooper strives to make the best out of every situation. Right. But her father dies just months after a lung cancer diagnosis. Super sad. So she she decides to, yeah, I'm really sad. She decides to give up her passion of art. And instead, she takes over his midtown Manhattan champagne shop. I've never been to that. Like, I didn't even know champagne shops existed until I found out about this book. So... She takes over the shop and she soon finds out that the profit margins of the store are being squeezed too tightly and making things more complicated as things happen to be. There's a corporation that wants to buy the shop and it's owned by a very, very handsome, arrogant Sebastian Andrews. He wants to buy her out, you know that's that's just i love this i love everything about this gimme gimme but she just does yes she does not want to give up her dad's dream of course she just um you know can't bear the thought of getting rid of something that was his something that he worked on his whole life and you know since she just got rid of her own dreams she knows what it feels like she just doesn't want to do that to her father's uh memory and even though she's overwhelmed and she doesn't want to admit to her friends and family that she's struggling with this shot and having second thoughts, she seeks solace with somebody she met on a blind dating app who she oh calls my. Sir. And she's never met Sir. 
um, because in this blind dating app, you don't know who they are or who this person is. People get to know each other through messages and common interests, nothing more. Mm. And they have to get to know each other this way for a while before they can exchange real names or photos. Developers, are you listening? <laughs> so, although Gracie finds herself slowly falling for Miss uh, for Sir online, she has no idea that she's already met him in real life, and they can't stand each other. Oh Lord! My favorite oh, kind of book. Mine yes. too. This is like everybody's catnip. So, this is. To Sir with Love, a non-creepy version of a cool title <laughs> by Lauren Lane. Expected publication June 29th, Oh my God, excellent. Can I say something? I am so pissed that I did not remember how much I wanted to read this. I saw Lauren Lane and I'm like, oh, new adult. And I didn't even like look at it. And I forgot that like months ago. That's what ago, happens I when you to- are dismissive. I know, right? I was like, so shall we talk about another book coming out on June 29th? Absolutely. I don't know. I'm kind of losing my mind with all these books coming out on the 29th. The next book I'm going to talk about that also comes out on June 29th is by an author that I really enjoy reading. Um, I don't think this one necessarily is going to be my romance type of what I usually read, but Emily Richards fills my heart with joy. She's an amazing writer. And this book looks fascinating to me. It's called The House Guests. And it is about a woman named Cassie whose husband has just suddenly died. And Cassie has to move to Tarpon Springs, Florida with her 16-year-old stepdaughter, Savannah. And Savannah, like, can't stand her. And it's like resentful because, you know, her dad's dead and she's living with her stepmother and like who took her away from like her school and stuff. And like Cassie's trying to like, you know, she's sympathetic, but she's all wrapped up in like her husband's death because somehow their savings has vanished. Oh, my. Which is I mean, yeah, it can be a huge problem. And Savannah is just being really rebellious and just acting out and one of her actions really affects a single mom. I think her name is Amber and her 16 year old son and her actions result in them losing their home. Oh no. That's also a problem. I know that's totally a problem. Savannah sounds like a little, um, snot. I'm really looking forward to reading it because I feel like Emily Richards can really write rebellious snots really well. And then like, Mm -hmm. you know, like make them redeemable. Them. Yes. yes. So I think her name's Amber and I'm sorry if I'm saying it's the wrong name, but the, the mom, the single mom with a 16 year old son, um, Cassie feels terrible that this happened and she invites them to move in with them. Well, that's what you do. <laughs> I, but, but Cassie is not us and Cassie invites them to live with her. Better. Person. And yeah, she right. must be a better person, but there are, secrets and and amber is kind of evasive about her past see and evasive people living in your house no right, right? Never, no. never why good. is she being evasive yeah. she knows a secret uh-huh. what mm-hmm. is going to happen Something is bad. her past going to catch up with them no yes. her eyes look haunted not mean 
So maybe, I don't know. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. But, of course you do. You know. Because <laughs> you're you Sarah. Are, <laughs> <laughs> this may or may not be a Sarah book, but if it's Emily Richards, I'm hoping that it is. So if you, like me, love Emily too. Richards and are suspicious of house guests in your home, you might want to read The House Guests by Emily Richards coming out <laughs> on June 29th. Okay. My second book for the night is one that I asked for not only because it looks really good, but at least I, I guess because of my typical reads, I don't see a lot of books about LGBTQ or transgender, you know, people coming across my recommendations. And this is a, is a fantasy book about a transgender witch. So this is The Witch King, The Witch King number one by H.E. Edgman. Okay. Um, I'll give the date at the end because I need to look at it. Um, So Wyatt, he lives in a, I guess, kingdom that um, the fae rule... And witches do not. And he is engaged, or I guess betrothed, however you want to say it. They say engaged. um, To his best friend, the royal prince, the royal fae prince. And I believe his name is said Emir. Um. And one night, Wyatt's magic goes terribly wrong, and he runs off to the human world and has assumed a new identity. And I'm a little confused because it's not specific. Um, I am not sure if he was, if he was, I'm a little confused on this. I'm not sure if he was a, woman um because it uses the it uses he throughout the synopsis so i'm not sure if he goes if if he was you know already um my understanding is that he is like a trans boy so the fact that he like was a girl at some point like doesn't matter in like in his gender identity at this point like he considers himself to be male. Okay. Um, because it says he assumes his new identity once he goes to the human world. So I'm, I, I'm, I was just a little confused on that because I don't fully understand all of that. Um, so Emir hunts him down. And even though he has assumed a new identity... Um, Emir refuses to cancel their engagement um, oh. because he says that, or you know, he tells Wyatt that you know we we have to marry now or risk losing the throne and the kingdom. Um, so Wyatt kind of has some struggles. Um, he tries to strike a deal with the enemy in hopes of evading going back to his kingdom forever 
but Ymir is relentless. And so he kind of has to do some soul searching. He also is kind of getting to know Ymir again um, because he feels like he's distant. And he starts to realize that maybe the boy he fell in love with is still there and they can still be together. Um, So I'm assuming he ends up going back to his kingdom, but of course it does not say. So this looks really good. Um, I've, I've read LGBTQ books before, but it's, it's rare because I just don't see them pop up. It's, but I, I like them. So this really caught my attention. Um, you don't see it a lot in the fantasy world, I don't believe. And so that was something else that caught my attention. So this again, oh, it comes out really soon. <laughs> this book again is The Witch King, The Witch King number one by H.E. Edgman. And it comes out on June 1st. Ooh, it is coming close. And it looks so good. We might be done recording this episode by June 1st. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. (laughs) So when I was in seventh grade, I got a book of Greek myths. And it basically was the most amazing thing I'd ever read. And I had two favorites. One was Cupid and Psyche, and I loved the shit out of that book, out of that story. But the one that captivated me above and beyond all reason, and Sarah, if you don't know this, I'm going to be so mad at you. What is my favorite myth, Sarah? I'm putting I know. her on the spot. I'm not Sarah, but I know. Hello, Persephone. Yes. Oh, very so good. my favorite myth above all others is Hades and Persephone. Because the goddess of springtime with the dark and gloomy goddess, god of the underworld and death. Anytime that I see any sort of retelling of Haze and Persephone, I get really excited. And oh, so, gosh. Yes. yes. And so I discovered quite by accident that an author that is new to me but seems quite popular with many has yes. written a book called Neon Gods, Dark Olympus, book one. And it's by Katie Robert. And Katie, just for any of our um, listeners who are blind, it's Katie, K-A-T-E-E. It is. Okay, so it's, it's spelled just a little bit differently. So this book is about Persephone, and Persephone lives, and it's a, it's a modern retelling, which I think is so kick-ass. And this book takes place in the very ultra-modern city of Olympus. And our heroine, Persephone, is sort of done with all of the politicking that goes on among the 13 houses within the city of Olympus. Yeah, the city of Olympus. And she has decided that she is going to run away. However, her plans get derailed when her mother blindsides her with the fact that she is going to be engaged to Zeus, who is sort of the power behind the city's like dark magicalness. And Persephone's response to this is, oh, hell no. And she decides the only way to get, you know, to, to deal with this is to run away to the under kingdom, to the under city. But for her whole life, she's thought that Hades is a myth within the under city. But he is not a myth. 
Hades has lived his life in the dark, eschewing the light. However, he cannot walk away from the prospect of using Persephone to gain a little slice of revenge. Stacey, I want to read this right now. I know, I know. And so he decides that he will help her, but for a price. So together, they begin forming this very sexy bond at night. And will they together be able to begin to exact some revenge? However, I have read many reviews and I do know that there is some kink in this book. That's all I know. I know that this author does write some kind of kinky, sexy times, um, FYI. But I cannot wait until June 1st, 2021, when I can read Neon Gods, Dark Olympus, book one by Katie Robert, because good Lord, I need this book in my life like yesterday. I need it. I love Hades and Persephone. That's all I know about it. I know nothing else. I, I love Katie Robert. Whole... Katie oh. Robert is amazing. Okay, so yeah. other so so you guys have read her before, Shannon. And yes. yes. Okay. I haven't. Yes. Nothing I like this, this, though. No, not no. like this. So it's really interesting that Stacy was talking about Persephone, and you will know why in a minute. So, Ooh. <laughs> the second book that I am talking about tonight is Ooh. The Maidens by Alex Michaelides, and it comes out on June 15th. So in this book, there is a woman named Mariana, and she is a group therapist as well as a troubled woman. She knows that a professor of Greek tragedy at the university, a university in Cambridge named Edward um, Fosca, I think it is, um, that he is guilty. He is a popular professor um, and he's really popular with the women, especially there's a society on the university campus called the Maidens. And it is a society of women. Of course it is. And, <laughs> <laughs> and one of, um, sorry, and one of Mariana's niece's friends named Zoe goes missing. And she is pretty sure that Edward is guilty. Because as I said, she already thinks he's guilty of murder before. Oh. So... Part of, I'm not really sure how it relates, but one of the more popular things that he likes to talk about in his classes is the rights of Persephone. Oh. And I'm not really sure how this relates, but it talks about the maiden Ooh. and going to the underworld. So <gasps> it really okay. makes you think. Yeah, it makes you think. Then not a creeper. another person is found dead. So Mariana has decided that she is going to find out what is happening. And it doesn't really matter to her if it ruins her reputation or if it ruins her relationships. She's going to find out. Because she doesn't even care if she loses her life. Oh. 
So this, is, oh, sorry, by Alex Michaelides, and it comes out on June 15th. And I'm really excited about it. Um, the reviews that I'm seeing are kind of mixed, but I think everyone was expecting another like Verity, or not Verity, another silent patient. patient. Silent patient. I was like, I'm like that's not right. Um, another silent patient, and I think this is just looks a lot different. And I I'm really excited about it. It's about a university, and you know, me and Shannon, like we love our we love society. Yeah, we mm-hmm. love those things. I'm pretty excited (laughs) about it so I think everybody else should be excited about it so my second book is Troubled Girls this is by Julia Lynn Rubin and it comes out on June 1st this is think like Thelma and Louise with like a me too twist (laughs) Um, and if Thelma and, and Louise were queer. So this right here is like the book I need this summer. It is about best friend Trixie and Lux. And they are on the run. They're just mm-hmm. looking. They're thinking that they're just going to like go away for the weekend, spend some time together, hang out. It'll be fine. But things happen. Crimes are committed authorities are notified and suddenly everything is just like turned upside down and these young women who were just expecting to have a little bit of fun are now like running from the law and they don't really have much with them like they just have you know what they packed for the weekend so supplies are running low they don't really have a plan they are poised for disaster and I want to know how this works out. In fact, I really, really want to know how this works out. I can't tell you much more because the synopsis was pretty vague, but I'm really excited for this. It is Troubled Girls by Julia Lynn Rubin, and it comes out on June 1st. That sounds awesome. Yes, it does. Okay. So my last book of the night is The Warsaw Orphan by Kelly Rimmer and oh, I have loved on my list. everything I've read about Kelly Rimmer and this this has all the things in a historical novel that I enjoy World, world War 2 I love war, World War 2 novels I don't know why but I just really do it just I, I don't know it really resonates with me so this book takes place in Germany, and it's about. I'm sorry, I don't think I'm going to pronounce any of these names right. Uh, Yusvida Ravenik, and she has some sort of secret, she's hiding her identity for some reason, but we don't really know why. Um, it seems like she just keeps to herself, does her thing, and you know, she doesn't really think about what's going on on the other side of the wall. Um, I guess she, I'm assuming they don't tell us, but I'm assuming that she lives close to like a Jewish ghetto because it says that she doesn't. Uh, really know what happens with her Jewish neighbors. She just knows that they live on the other side of the wall. Until, and there's always an until, right? She's introduced to Sarah, a nurse that lives on their same floor, who who is participating in a really worthy cause, which is smuggling children, Jewish children, out of the ghetto and getting them to safety. And uh, she becomes part of this cause with uh, Sarah and I guess discovers a new life and a new purpose. 
until she meets the Borka family who is forced to either give up their newborn daughter and have her smuggled into safety or watch her starve. And this this seems to, I guess this is a really terrible injustice and it seems to take one of the family members, I guess it was too far for him. Uh, And from what we are told, he's going to be Usfida's new love interest, but we don't know much more than that. It's kind of unclear. But either way, he starts participating in reckless behavior that puts Usfida and her family in danger. And we don't know what's going to happen next. I guess we'll have to read it. So this is The Warsaw Orphan by Kelly Rimmer. And thank God it's coming out June 1st because I am so excited. Kelly Rimmer is is amazing. Yep, it's on my TBR. Pack Up the Moon by Kristen Higgins comes out on June 8th. And it is the story of Josh and Lauren. And Josh and Lauren are like young and successful and they are just the most in love couple and they're they have a wonderful life until Lauren gets diagnosed with a terminal illness and yes and so Josh is he throws himself into like living every day with her while her illness progresses until she passes because he just can't imagine life without her. And he's so busy, like living those days and living those moments. He doesn't ever come to terms. Like he doesn't ever think about how is he going to live when she's gone? Like he's never thought like, what is my life going to be without her? But Lauren being the kind person, it sounds like she is and the loving, you know, she loves Josh. She writes him 12 letters. So for the whole year after her death, she writes a letter every month that he needs to read and and he needs to do the things in this letter. So it's from things like hosting a dinner party for family and friends to getting rid of their bed to meeting with a medium to um, kissing someone that's not her. And I guess it's full of heart and humor and heartbreak. And um, Kristen Higgins, um, I, I, I feel like excited. Like I, I get to say this every year because I'm like so ex- like proud that I got to, but I got to interview Kristen Higgins as a couple of other people did on this podcast the year before. And she told us about this book and I was thinking, oh man, like death and like, like terminal illness. Like how can you make this into a good book? But I'm sure if anybody can take lemons and make, I mean, not that the death of a spouse ever really is lemonade, but if anyone can turn that into a story that leaves you feeling hopeful, it's going to be Kristen Higgins. So if you want to be real soppy, like I just was trying to read this, um, <laughs> trying to read the synopsis um, and not cry, um, feel free to pick up Pack Up the Moon. It is by Kristen Higgins, the amazing Kristen Higgins, and it comes out on June 8th. Somebody wrote to me about this book um, just a couple of days before we are recording this and asked me if somebody was going to talk about this. Um, Really? Yes. (laughs) So I got to tell them that, yes, indeed, this was a a featured selection (sighs) for our June episode. So I'm, 
I know that I'm going to love this book, but I'm having anxiety I, I know. about reading it. Um, Me too. But I'm sure it's going to be lovely, but it's it's one I think that's going to be a hard weepity read. My last book for tonight is called Malibu Rising Yay. by Taylor Jenkins Reed. And it comes out on June 1st. We like there's June a 1st. lot of books. <laughs> I know there's a lot of books coming out June 1st, and that's Eva's birthday. So I don't know. It's a great it day what. to be a journalist. Um, <laughs> anyway, it is. It is. So this book, I think, is going to appeal to quite a few people here, especially the ones of us that like family secrets. Yes. So our four main characters are Nina, Jay, Hud, and Kit. And they are brothers and sisters. And they're kind of famous not only because of who they're, uh, I'm thinking it's their father, um, was a famous singer. And Nina is kind of famous in her own right. She is a model. Um, she, she did something else, but I'm blinking on. She was married to kind of a high profile tennis player. Um, hence the keyword was. was. Um, yes. Jay and Hud are the brothers and Jay is a pro surfer and Hud is a renowned photographer. Uh, we don't really know much about Kit. She's the youngest sister. And so it is coming time for Nina Riva, Nina Riva's end of summer party. And everybody wants an invite. Everybody wants to be there. Especially the brothers, because apparently they're really hot. So, but Nina's not all that thrilled this year because this takes place in 1983, by the way. She's not really thrilled this year because she has just been publicly um, split with very badly publicly split up with with her husband. Um, And she's just not happy. Um, Jay and Hud have some secrets they need to tell each other, uh, especially because they I'm not sure if they're twins but it says they've been inseparable since birth. So I'm guessing so. Um, Kit is the baby sister and she's invited somebody who nobody knows about and she didn't consult anybody about. So this is just kind of a, hello. Um, Hud is kind of happy because he's really, really hoping this girl, he can't get off his mind is there. But this night is not going to be the fun shebang that is normal for their summer parties. Um, there are secrets to be told. Um, it 
kind of sounds like that um, the house might catch fire. I'm not really sure if that's like oh. metaphorical or not. <laughs> um, I hope so. I, I hope it is, but it says um, that by by morning the the Reva mansion will be set aflames. I, I'm not really sure if that's oh metaphorical or not. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of family secrets here, and they kind of have to decide if they're gonna keep these secrets from each other and the their parents or if they're going to chance everything and just clear the air um this looks really really good it looks like there's a lot of angst involved there looks like there may be some maybe some romance i'm not really sure it kind of depends on where the who Kit invites and I think um, what's going on between HUD and his um, his friend girl. <laughs> um, so this looks really, really good. Lots of family secrets and I like that. Um, and I'm really hoping the house does not go up in flames, literally. So this, once again, is called Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and it comes out on June 1st. Taylor I'm Jenkins this Reid like, made me so happy in 2016 with The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So where are all my Kennedy Ryan fans? Where are here. you? Anyone? Right here. Anyone? I know. Woo-hoo. So I saw... Hollywood Renaissance, which is the name of her new series. And I screamed and I actually sent an email to Shannon and I said, please, I want this. Please. Um, Can I just tell you something? You did too. (laughs) No, she commented. She comment. She like put a post like in one of the audio audible groups that I'm in. Oh, she said it was coming out in audio and they were all coming out on the same day. But she put a picture and didn't describe it. And I wrote, OMG, I'm so excited. What is the title? And she replied and told me. So like for two seconds, I had like a comment from Kennedy Ryan on my phone. It was very exciting. Oh my God. (laughs) I fangirled a lot in my heart. So I'm fangirling right now because real Hollywood Renaissance book one by Kennedy Ryan is coming out on June 8th. And what I'm super stoked about is that our heroine is Neva Saint. And Neva Saint has been waiting for her moment in the spotlight. She is a Broadway understudy. And little does she know after the months of waiting in the wings for her one, one moment to shine. That during that one moment to shine in the audience watching her that night is none other than film director Cannon Holt. Oh boy. Right? And Cannon Holt really likes what he sees in Neva Saint. And he offers her a spot in a star-studded Harlem Renaissance biopic. Ooh, biopic. Correct. Yeah, like it's, it's so it's like a like a true 
like, like a true life events skill? kind of by yes oh oh yes and so he offers her the spot and overnight neva is catapulted from sort of understudy to like diva and you know mm-hmm. popular hollywood star and you know all of this is great and glittery and fabulous, but it also comes with scandal and stress. And, you know, all she really wants is to fall in love. But now that love and the very life that she has could be threatened by all the sort of Hollywood scandal. And, you know, friends, that's all I need. To, that's all I know about this book. But really, it's all I need to know because Kennedy Ryan wrote it. Kennedy yes. Ryan wrote it. And if there's something about like Harlem Renaissance, I'm assuming, and I could be wrong. So I, I'm assuming it's like with music, you know, but I could be wrong. Um, but I just think that whatever it is, she's going to do, you know, sort of like a historical aspect. She's going to do that like major justice. It's going to be super great to read about. I love like the Hollywood setting. I love the Broadway setting. I and love the be- fact that, It'll be such a rich book. Sorry. It'll yes. be so rich. Like, it won't just be like this frothy, like, I'm going to sing in tap no, and No, very nuanced characters always in mm-hmm. Kennedy Ryan. And what I love about her is she brings different issues to light that a lot of us with privilege need to read about, but she does it in this amazing way that feels... I don't know, like you're like you're learning, like you're living this life, like you're right there in this moment and feeling these feelings and experiencing what her her heroines and her heroes are experiencing. And I love her so very much. And I cannot wait to read Real Hollywood Renaissance, book one by Kennedy Ryan coming out on June 8th. Yay. So I think basically the entire month of June, I'm just going to lock myself in my bedroom and I'm going to be unavailable for talking. Because I'll be reading all these books. I think that's a reasonable thing. So it's a good thing that Sarah is gone. Because my (laughs) next book is going to be one that she will not want to hear about. So my next book is Hostage by Claire McIntosh. And it comes out on June 22nd. So are you ready to find out why Sarah will not like this book? Yes. Yes. Well, this book is about Mina, and Mina is a flight attendant, and she has been selected a special from a group of other flight attendants to work on this, like, kind of a fancy first-time flight. So there's going to be a direct flight. It's from... London to Sydney and as far as she's heard there's a lot there's going to be a bunch of celebrities in the business class oh goodness I know eh? oh no (laughs) well the flight takes off and things seem to be going well but then she gets a note that says you can either save thousands or you could save the one you love. Oh, shit. Well, Mina has a five-year-old daughter who's she's kind of worried about. There's some, there's some issues there. I'm not really sure 
how what they are all about. She also has a husband at home with her with her daughter, and her and her husband they're having a rough time right now. And I'm not really sure who this hostage taker is, but they they really don't want the flight to reach its destination. And there's 20 hours for this flight. Oh, and anything dear. could happen in those 20 hours. Yeah, this is not a fair so, book. No, no, a thousand times no. <laughs> I'm not sure it's a me book either. So no. if you want to know, <laughs> so if you want to know, like I want to know what yes. happens, you will Does have she to kill her kid or herself. Claire McIntosh. I don't know. You'll have to look for Claire McIntosh's book, The Hostage, on June 22nd. And I so loved her book, was it After... After the End. That book like, yes, broke after my the soul. End. It, was, it was, yeah, it was so different, but it was so good. And like, so I, sad. Yeah, and so sad. Like, well, that, for me, that was a given. <laughs> yes. Um, but I also liked her other books a year before that, but I can't at the moment Let remember. Lie. Yes, that was also so good. So my bet is this is going to be awesome. Claire McIntosh is wonderful. So my last book tonight I think will pretty much appeal across the book bistro board. And this is Blush by Jamie Brenner. It comes out on June 22nd. It is a multi-generational love letter to family, to wine, and to the trashy women's novels of (gasps) you. Oh my God, that's awesome. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes, Oh my God, there's going to be flame in the flower in this. I'm positive. So God, the flame in the flower. (laughs) So this is the story of three women, a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter. And they have kind of a, a strained relationship at times. Their family owns this winery, um, out on like the tip of Long Island and it's, it's floundering. So when they all come together for their usual kind of summer at the winery, the grandmother, Vivian, is pretty sure that this is going to be their last summer there. And she doesn't really know how to break that to her daughter and granddaughter. But Sadie, who is her granddaughter, who is writing her college thesis, discovers that many, many years ago, her grandmother ran this like secret book club. <gasps> and do we know what they read in the secret book club? Oh, romances. Yes, we do. Yes. Beautiful, like bodice rippery romances of our youth. Oh. And so through somehow, and I, I don't quite know how this works, but through these old novels and the winery and their determination to work together, these three women might just be able to save the things that they love most. I have been so excited about this book since like the end of 2020 when I started to see the promotions for it. And it is finally almost here. It's Blush 
by the incomparable Jamie Brenner. And it is coming out on June 22nd. And I have an arc. Oh, oh my God. Of course you have an arc. I do. I too. Cannot believe that you kept this so quiet this whole time. Never once. I so want to read this. There's an homage to romance novels and wine and yes. family. Because yes. you know who would have tried to snap that up? No one can have it but me. But me. <laughs> but me. <laughs> I have to have this. I have to read it. Oh, oh my God. I'm so excited for it. So this brings us to the end of what might be the longest book bistro episode in history. Thank you to my um, unruly but very patient crew of Sarah, Stacy, Brooke, Kristen, and Natalia tonight. And of course, thanks goes out to Christine for her fantastic editing and to each and every one of you who listens to us each week as we talk about the books we love. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.